Our scripture lesson today comes from Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Listen for the word of the Lord. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, Go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. The word of God. Thanks be to God. It's hard for us to think what it was like for old blind Bart. In our society, it's possible for blind folks to be pretty independent. In fact, October 13th was White Cane Day. White Cane Day is recognized all over the country, but the walk in Austin was the largest this year, with more than 300 visually impaired people participating. The march is designed to show how white canes and seeing eye dogs can give independence to those who live with visual impairments. For many of us, this is our image of the blind. This was not the case in Jesus' time. In Jesus' time, looking into a person's eyes was one way to tell what kind of a person they were. People believed that goodness, kindness, truthfulness, and honesty could be seen in a person through their eyes. It was like reading the book of the soul. A form of this is still practiced in my family. My uncle once described my cousin's boyfriend by saying, his eyes don't reflect light, meaning he wasn't the smartest crayon in the box. In Jesus' time, blind people were labeled sinners. Worse, the rich and the powerful used their gaze to control them. This poor blind man could neither be read nor controlled in traditional ways. Therefore, he was way outside the circle of society. It's no wonder that people rebuked Bart and told him to be quiet. Jesus is a busy man. He doesn't have time for people like you. You don't fit into our society. You are a beggar on the side of the road. But Bart persists. He shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus hears his cry for mercy, and Jesus heals his sight. Bart follows Jesus. He believes Jesus is the Messiah, the son of David, and he follows Jesus on his way to be crucified. Blind Bart was able to see the world in a different way from everyone else. This blind man was able to see something that everyone else was blind to. He may have been physically blind, but he had spiritual sight. Spiritual sight is the ability to see the greater picture, to see events through God's eyes. He knew who Jesus was. When I was thinking about new sight and what that might look like, I thought of Alice in Wonderland. First, because I was reminded of a verse from 1 Corinthians. Now we see things imperfectly, as in a cloudy mirror. Then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. 
But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. It's like looking at the 3D movie without the 3D glasses on. From there, it was just a hop, skip, and a jump through the looking glass that got me thinking about Alice. Alice had been foolish to follow that rabbit down his rabbit hole. For now, she found herself in a realm where none of her usual standards applied. First, she found herself falling, but in slow motion, for ever so long a time, and without mortal consequences. Then she found herself one moment very small, and another moment very tall. Which was she? Next, she kept meeting all these animals that talked with an air of superiority that reversed her notion of the hierarchy of being, human superior, all else inferior. Here, Alice was treated as a quite ignorant person who had the poor taste to speak fondly of her cat to a mouse. She was so caught up in her own narrow, human way of looking at things that she assumed was the only way. She became terrified. Dear, dear, how queer everything is today. And yesterday, things went on just as usual. I wonder if I've changed in the night. Let me think. Was I the same when I got up this morning? But if I'm not the same, the next question is, who in the world am I? In her desperation to impose her normality on her surroundings, she tried to recite the multiplication table, but it came out wrong. Her old arithmetic was no longer valid. Alice experiences a transition from a narrow frame of reference within which she has been taught to view reality. She was being invited to see the limitations of her assumptions about life and reality, invited to expand, discover, instead of constrain people and things to conform to her acquired set of labels. To the crowd, blind Bart was just a blind beggar, a nobody. He was not even worthy enough to speak to Jesus. He was going to waste Jesus' time. But he was able to see beyond their limited assumptions about who he was and who the Messiah would be. At that time, people were so convinced that the Messiah would be a political leader, a king, that many people did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. They, too, were possessed of the normal and fatalistic notion that crucifixion meant defeat, and a dead man was simply dead. Here was Bart, following Jesus on his way to be crucified, knowing that Jesus was more than a man, and knowing that his partial knowledge was becoming more complete. The cloudy mirror was becoming clearer. Bart was moving along a path similar to Alice, a path of heightened awareness that leads to a fullness of life. Not only did Bart know and believe who Jesus was, and not only was he able to see what others could not, but this spiritual sight gave him physical sight. Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Imagine all the things Bart could have asked for. His reply hinged upon two important factors. What is my real need? And what is Jesus capable of doing? Do you always know exactly what you need? I know there have been many times in my life when I come up with this great plan, I think this is exactly what I need to do, only to have the door closed by God, or to be pushed to do something I never thought I could do, only to realize it was exactly what I needed. 
Some of us do not connect with God because we do not understand what we really need. What happens when we turn our attention to the second question? What is God capable of doing? Do we truly believe that God is capable of answering our prayers? Do we believe that God truly cares about us? When we ask for a new sight, we must be prepared for a changed vision. Once we learn who Jesus is, like Alice and Bart, it changes our perception of reality. Things that were once impossible become possible. People who were once outsiders become included. If your perception of reality has changed, does it mean that reality has changed too? I think that if enough people with this new vision get together, it's possible for reality itself to be changed. That's exactly what we've been talking about these past few weeks. With the help and guidance of God's Holy Spirit in our lives, we're able to change the world. We change the world because once we learn who God is, it turns our world upside down. It's like stepping through the rabbit hole. Everything that was once important to us becomes just things. Our cars, our houses, our fancy jobs, they're no longer the priority in our lives. Our priorities change. We see people differently. Through this new vision, we feel a desire to make the world look more like what we now know it's supposed to look like, what it can look like. When we learn who Christ is, our Savior, our Redeemer, we learn what we really need. This new vision helps us to see things that God's been trying to tell us for years. It helps us to see that God, what God thinks we need instead of what we think we need. We may find out that God believes we're capable of all kinds of things that we're terrified of doing. We may find out that God thinks we're capable of all kinds of things we would never choose to do on our own. But God knows what we need so much better than we do. I think that I need the Jackie twin set from J. Crew. God told me I needed to work the women's Emmaus walk last week. That's not the Jackie twin set, but I believe that God was right. Not only does this new vision open our eyes to what we really need, it helps us to see what God is really capable of. I know there are many times when I pray a mini prayer, not wanting to ask too much of God. Or I don't allow God total control of a situation because I'm sure God wouldn't handle it the way I would, which of course is the right way. But if I'm really open to this new vision, then I have to trust God. I have to trust that God will not handle the situation the way I would and that that's a good thing. It can be so hard to let go of control. I have a proper way to load the dishwasher and a proper way to fold t-shirts. It can be so hard to let go, but God can handle it, I promise. What are you going to do with your spiritual vision? Are you, like Bart, going to throw off your cloak and follow Jesus? Or are you, like Alice, going to keep trying to impose your system of labels on the world, continue to impose your limited understanding on others? Without spiritual sight, Everything you know now is partial and incomplete, like looking at the world through a cloudy mirror. You can only see part of the picture. Knowing who Christ is in our lives helps us to see the bigger picture. Once you realize that God knows you completely and you don't try to push God away, your vision becomes clearer. But there are consequences of this new vision. 
You've spent your entire life seeing things through a cloudy mirror, seeing things as they truly are, as God sees them, turns your world upside down. It's like falling through the rabbit hole. One moment you might feel very tall, and the next moment you might feel very small. When everything changes, you may wonder to yourself, who in the world am I? This new vision helps us to see other people in the world differently, but it also helps us to see ourselves differently. We become people who are no longer defined by others, but people who are defined by God. Like Bart, our identity is not defined by what the crowd says about us, but by who we are in Christ. This new spiritual vision helps us to see what we really need and what God is really capable of doing in our lives. I once was blind, but now I see. Alleluia. Let's pray. Gracious God, help us to see the world as you see it. May our new vision help us to see what we really need and what you are really able to do in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.